0: G'day, welcome back to the Coup Cast. My name is Nick. Uh, today, today ladies and gentlemen, we are going to cover... Well, it's going to be more movie stuff, let's be honest. But, we are going to cover the, uh, Oscars. Uh, Oscar noms again this year. I think I did this at the beginning of last year, but we're going to look at, uh, the Oscars again because As I continue to, as I continue to cover them, they're becoming less and less relevant. So, I mean, reality is, I mean, who, who thought the, the Oscar nominations were ever going to match up with what we thought should be the movies of the year. And I'm going to make my own list of movies that I thought were definitely worthwhile, definitely worth watching this year, at least from the ones that I did see. I didn't see every movie. Of course, no one can see every movie. I mean, there are people who do that for a living, but even those guys, those guys don't watch every movie, surely. Do they? I don't know. They probably get, like, screeners and they get to watch everything. I heard Kevin Smith talk about once that he gets- That's basically how he watches all his movies. Like, people just send him screeners and he just watches in the comfort of his own home. But you didn't hear me to talk- You didn't come here to talk about Kevin Smith. You hear, came here to talk about the Oscar nominations. Now, you're probably wondering what they are. You can probably go online and have a look yourself, but- If, you know, you're here, I might as well tell you what they are. So the nominations this year and drum roll, please. The Glitz and Glamour. We just had the Golden Globes. There were a few movies that picked up um, a few awards this year. Let's see who some of the Golden Globes, Golden Globes, Golden Globe winners, Golden Globes 2020. Um, Winners and nominees. Uh, Let's have a look here. So we got Best Picture. Uh, for drama was 1917, which I haven't seen yet. I'm very excited to see it. It's, uh, by old mate Roger Deakins and, uh, old mate Sam Mendes. So, uh, you know, the guy who shot Mad Max Fury Road, uh, Fury Road, Fury Road, Fury Road. Those two, those, both of them, Roger Deakins is not young. Neither is, uh, uh, George Miller and they made, they made Fury Road. That is insane. Anyway, no, nice to see that Roger Deakins hasn't lost his touch. He hasn't phoned it in. He's still going strong and he's, uh, you know, he's helped win a best picture for 1917, the Golden Globes. Uh, best motion picture for musical comedy was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. These are the Golden Globes, by the way. Best winner of uh, of uh, actress was uh, Renee Zellweger. 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 Uh, best uh, performance by an actor was Yaqueen Phoenix for uh, Joker. Um I think there were more, but uh I don't see the rest of them for some reason. So let's get going to the next uh Where's the rest of them? Oh, here we go. You're probably here. You didn't come here. Anyway. Aquafina. Aquafina won an award for best supporting. Oh, best performance an actress in a musical comedy. She won it for the farewell. Dude, I saw um Jumanji the next level. And uh I gotta say, I mean Aquafina's in it. Sorry if that's a spoiler for somebody, but uh the, basically the second Jumanji movie. She is the best thing in that movie. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I like, you know, I like The Rock. I like Kevin Hart. But she surprised me. There's a moment where she is acting. In, in I, I just can't even think of the directing notes for this. But she acts so well that you totally buy what's happening in the scene. And it is so, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is so ridiculous. The scene she's acting out. That it becomes so earnest and so heartfelt that you totally buy that what is happening in the scene is actually happening. And that to me is a sign of an actor or actress who, who gets how to act. She's great. I want to see her in more stuff. And not just because she's Asian. I actually genuinely believe that she's a great actress and I, I can't wait to see her in more things. People, please cast her in more things. I, I, I want to see more from this girl. Um, Taron Egerton won for Rocketman. Uh, Laura Dern won for Best Supporting Actress in, uh, uh, what did she mean, in Marriage Story, which I haven't seen. Not really sure if I want to see it, but it does have old Kylo Ren and uh, Black Widow in it. So maybe I might see it. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Brad Pitt won Best actor, uh, Supporting Actor in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, We've got Sam Mendes winning Best Picture, which again, going to see 1917 at some point. I might go see it tonight. I don't know. Um, we've also got Quentin Tarantino winning best screenplay for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and a surprise upset, we have The Missing Link winning best animated picture. Now, I know nobody saw that movie, but I mean, it is the guy from like, it's the guy from Leica and they do good stuff. Um, I don't know why it didn't, uh, get seen more. I didn't see it. I didn't even know it was at the cinema. I, I love animation and I had no idea when it was out. So um, I will definitely catch up on that movie when it does come out on a, a VOD. Um, best foreign language picture, no no doubt is Parasite at this point. Uh, there were some honorable mentions though, like I think The Farewell got on there, Le Mis, a version of Les Mis. Um, actually, that, that's, that's interesting. There's a, a modern day version of Le Mis, I think. Or is it modern? I don't know. Actually, I can't tell. So I know nothing about it, so I apologize to everybody else. Um, portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's interesting. Parasite, I've heard good things, and I know nothing about it, but I do love this director. Um, and I wanna see, uh, I've only heard good things about this movie, so t- Parasite is definitely on my list. Um, and uh, da, 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 best original score, oh, uh, Hilda good and I can't pronounce her name, but she won the best score for Joker, best original song um, was Elton, uh, was it I'm Gonna Love Me with Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Uh, for Man, obviously. And Best Television Drama, Succession. I don't know what that show is. Who got nominated? Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing Eve, The Morning Show. You know, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones got snubbed. I mean, I know it's not perfect, but come on. It should have got nominated, right? Best Television Series, uh, Fleabag, Barry. Barry, which I love. Fleabag won it. Um, Barry, I loved, though. Um, I've heard The Marvelous Miss Maisel pretty good, too. Um... What else we got here? Chernobyl won Best uh Limited Series. Um Michelle Williams won Best Actress in Limited Series for Foss v- v- Verdon, I don't know what that is. Uh Russell Crowe won for the loudest voice uh for another TV show. Russell Crowe won something. Olivia Coleman won something for The Crown. That's cool. Best I mean I love Olivia Coleman, she's nice. Um, Brian Cox won for something, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Rami Youssef, don't know who these people are, Patricia Arquette. Alright, well we'll obviously get into the dregs of the awards here. And this guy, Tom Hanks, won the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Ellen G. generous, won the Carol Burnett Award. Anyway, so that's it. That's what that's what's happened in the the world of uh, the Golden Globes. And obviously, you would have seen and heard a little bit about Ricky Gervais basically wrecking everybody at the uh, at the Golden Globes. It was interesting. Um, I, uh, I I thought it was hilarious, but you know, I know I know a lot of people probably didn't. Hey, <laughs> I think my microphone. Oh, here we go. I couldn't hear myself for a second. Um, but yeah. All right, so let's go to the Oscar noms for this year. So the best picture nominees for this year are Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. Now, I actually, I do, don't, I don't mind some of this. Like, obviously, with the Best Picture, it's always like a bit half and half. There's actually a pretty respectable kind of selection of movies. Um, I haven't seen The Irishman. I kind of refuse to sit down and watch a movie that goes for three hours. Everybody who's seen it has just said it's just a slog. So, I'm just not ready to give up three hours of my life to go watch a movie yet. I mean, I do, but not this movie. Uh, I've heard the good things about Ford versus Ferrari. Um, and I have heard good things about the Irishman, but again, I haven't seen it. Um, I just can't be bothered sitting down. Jojo Rabbit is fantastic. Um, it's so much more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And I wasn't sure how they were going to handle the whole Holocaust vibes and comedy at the same time. Because the premise obviously is very jokey, jokey. But at the same time, it, it does get to the heart and there is a very deep, uh there is a a heart to this story and i think that's one of the the stronger elements of all the taika's movies is that there is a heart uh, there's a very emotional heartbeat to all these films going all the way to um eagle versus shark although that probably is the least of those but you watch um boy and you watch maybe not what we do in the shadows but you watch um oh frig what's the other one he did um hunt for the wilder people which i just watched recently man that movie is great um, that is one of my favorite movies though, of the deck, one of the decades. Like it's just of this decade. It's just been a, then fan- it's just a fantastic film. If you haven't seen hunt for the world, people do yourself a favor, go and watch it. Just, it'll bless you. It'll, ch- it'll be, it'll just, it'll change your life. Well, maybe it won't change your life, but I think it will. Uh, Joker, it, Joker was cool. I don't think I didn't um, actually surprised me. Joker was a movie that I think genuinely surprised. I think everybody, what it was going to be or what, how it was going to be done it was much better than I think anybody w- was going to give it credit for I didn't I liked it enough like I thought it was well done but i am still I'm still debating whether it really is a Joker movie like it is Joker in the sense that yeah this guy could be a villain but I don't know if this is a Joker movie like I don't feel like it is the Joker but it was a very interesting movie in the sense that it was about a man who, uh, descends into madness and conceivably that's how he becomes the Joker, but how he becomes the villain for Batman is another question. Um, but I did like it and everybody loves, uh, that scene where he's dancing to that, uh, basketball theme. The, I call it the Doctor Who theme, but it's not the Doctor Who theme, but he's, dan- you know, dancing down those steps. Uh, Little Women, I've, you know, Greta Gerwig's, uh, next movie, um, I still haven't seen Lady Bird yet. I heard that's great. I'm going to watch that first to see if I'm going to go see Little Women because I do like Saoirse Ronan. Um, and I pretty much will see her in anything at this point because she's such a great actress. Um, but I, I still haven't got, I still haven't got around to watching uh, Lady Bird, which is on Netflix at the moment. So I might check it out. Marriage Story, which is also a Netflix original, um, starring, uh, good old Adam Driver and Scarlett, ScarJo. Um, could be good. I've heard good things. I mean, you've, you've seen the memes for the for for that particular scene, um, in the middle where they're having an argument, and so I mean, I'll check it out. 1917, though is the movie that I'm definitely keen on seeing, mostly because I just want to see how they pulled it off. The whole idea is that this whole movie is a one shot movie. Now I know obviously logistically that is impossible, but at least from the point of view, at least from the viewers, uh a viewer's uh point of view Ugh, I couldn't I was couldn't think of a better word the viewer's point of view um it was a one shot so and a one I mean so it'd be interesting to see how they pull it off um I heard it's a fairly immersive experience in terms of you are traveling with the soldiers and you feel everything that they feel so I'm looking forward to seeing how they pull that off and Sam Mendes is a fantastic director and Roger Deakins again fantastic cinematographer like Regardless of whether you like all the movies that Roger Deakins has shot, um, you will love the cinematography, and he does not disappoint. Um, you know, like at least some of them. Obviously, Mad Max Fury Road is one of them. He did all the Coen brothers. He did tons of the Coen brothers movies. Um, he did uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, the list goes on. He and it's it's was such a it was such a shame that he didn't win an Oscar until really recently, but yeah, that it, that guy. Hats off to this dude. He, he knows he's he's one of the best. He's one of our and best, best and brightest uh, cinematographers from Australia. Um, What's Upon a Time in Hollywood is obviously the latest Quentin Tarantino film, which I have not seen. I haven't got round to seeing it yet. I've heard mixed reviews. Some people say it's great. Some people say it's eh. So, but I'll get around to seeing it eventually. And Parasite. Um, I'm actually surprised to see Parasite on this list. And this makes me more curious as to what this movie is about. And I'm really, really interested to go and see this movie just because the hype is so big um, and super interesting that a uh, uh, a foreign language movie is getting this much hype. So it must be pretty damn good. Um, actors and leading roles. We've got Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Yako Phoenix. Oh, my pick for probably the winner of this. I don't know. It's hard to say. We'll just go on 1917. Uh, I Just because the Golden Globes gave it that, but maybe not. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Maybe Parasite will get it. Who knows? I have a feeling that it'll be 1917. Although I'm pretty impressed. I can't believe that Jojo Rabbit got n- nominated. I mean, it's 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 pretty good. I don't know if it's Oscar, best picture kind of, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, actress leading role, Cynthia Vario, ScarJo, Saoirse Ronan, Charlie's, Ther- and Renee Zellweger. Uh, it, it's not that interesting. Tom Hanks gets a sporting role nod. as Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. Um, yeah, it's all... This stuff doesn't interest me all that much. I don't really care about who the actors... What actors get what. In the animated features, though, we get... Uh, how to Train Your Dragon 3, which um, admittedly wasn't bad. I didn't think it was great, but it was all right. Uh, how I Lost My Body. I started watching the beginning of this. Super weird. Super weird movie. I'm not sure how I feel about this movie yet. I have yet to finish it. Animation's really cool, but it's super weird. Um, Klaus, which is a uh, sort of a twist in the old Christmas tale, um, is was one of my, f- was pretty great. Um, if you love 2D animation, this is definitely a, a na- it is a really interesting progression in the, they've definitely turned it up a notch uh, in terms of, They've sort of blended 2D animation, but they've figured out a way to render it in a, in a really beautiful way. Like it's a new, uh, it's a new, uh, it's a new twist on the genre. So I'm actually, I don't know if you'll love the story, but you'll definitely love the animation. The animation is gorgeous um, and it's on Netflix. So there you go. You can catch that when you can. Uh, Missing Link, as I said, won the Golden Globe for best animation, but we'll see if it picks up. Anything for animated feature. And Toy Story 4 gets a NOM as well. I mean Pixar generally always gets a NOM. Um Yeah, I mean Toy Story 4 was good. But was it great? A cinematography would done 1917 will get this. Uh it'll be either 1917 or Joker, I think we'll get this. I think the Joker cinematography was pretty good as well. Um, the Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Lighthouse for the other ones. Caution design, uh, who cares? Directing, uh, we've got The Irishman, The Joker, 1979. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I don't know, maybe Parasite will get this one. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. We've used all these other ones. Film editing, who cares? International film feature, who cares? Actually, maybe international feature film. It'll definitely be Parasite, for sure. Makeup, hairstyling, music, nope, nobody cares, music, original song, nobody cares, production design, short film, blah, short film, live action, blah, live sound editing, no one cares about these awards, sound mixing, I mean, sure, if you were doing this for a living, sure you'd care, but does anybody really care? Star Wars will pick up all the awards for all these sound mixing, sound editing, well, not for sound mixing, visual effects, Eh, I don't know who will get that one. Visual effects was Avengers Endgame, Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, and The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I reckon The Lion King might get this one. Anyway, I'm a little bit bored. These are pretty boring. Well, we'll come back to this. So just so you understand, and I did this last year, was that the highest grossing films of of last year, I'll I'll name the top 10 um, of last year internationally. Uh, obviously vastly differ from what the oscar nominations are but that's to be expected because well, frankly the the ad academy doesn't really vote on movies that are box office successes i mean you're never going to find a best picture nom that has grossed anywhere close to a billion dollars i mean look at this look at this lineup let's have a look at this lineup again um Yeah, none of these movies, I think, no, none of these movies, actually, the only one of these best pictures that would have got close to a billion, or actually got a billion, was Joker, actually, which is an interesting intersect. But none of these other movies, Joker actually made, uh, yeah, just over $1.068 billion. Pretty impressive, considering it's an R-rated movie, um, and considering that it's, you know, it's very dark, you know. I think one of the things is that parents will take in their kids to go see this movie, which is a massive mistake. When I went and saw The Joker, couldn't understand why parents had dragged their kids to watch this movie. It's like when people drag their kids to go watch the South Park movie. Gosh. Irresponsible. Anyway, but that's, you know, either here or there. Just odd. All right. So, according to Box Office Mojo, the worldwide gross for the top grossing films of 2019 was Avengers Endgame point. Uh, seven nine seven billion that's just massive i think that's the highest that is the highest grossing film of all time uh topping um uh, toppling over uh event uh, what do you call it? toppling over uh, not titanic avatar and mind you there is a new avatar coming out i think this year so does anybody care i don't know we'll find out but uh you know people might want to go back to pandora we'll see how they feel about that um i'm just adjusting my mic here Coming at a very, not even a close second, at a, a sort of, we're, we're like a billion, we're 1.1 billion short in the second place. But the second place goes to The Lion King, the uh, the remake of the 1998 or 96 uh, Lion King movie, which arguably is the better movie, the the old old one. But I'm old school. I personally, I I didn't mind the new Lion King. It just wasn't my Lion King. Hashtag not my Lion King. Uh, We have Frozen 2, which is obviously a sequel to Frozen. And uh, I had a friend, a family, I had a uh, uh, a friend's son tell me that they did not like it. Uh, She did not like either. Uh, They both thought that it was a dumb movie. This is not the first I've heard of this. I had another friend on Facebook say they didn't like this movie, thought it was dumb. I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything about it, but I haven't heard any music from it either. Uh, The songs don't sound particularly memorable this time around, but still made $1.3 billion. So they must be doing something right. Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the sequel to the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, um, was an adequate sequel. I didn't mind it. It was all right. I wouldn't recommend it as much as I liked the first Spider-Man Homecoming, but... Uh, I do admit that Tom Holland is an excellent Spider-Man, and I hope he does at least a couple more before he, you know, hangs up the suit. Um, now, the one that disappointed me was Captain Marvel got $1.1 billion. I mean, that movie was adequate, to say the least. It wasn't a great movie. And I think um, I think Brie Larson is very unlikable in this role. I think everybody else is fine, but she seems, she's just super smug. Um, I don't really know if that's particularly heroic. I don't know if that's the vibe they were going for, but they just kind of made Captain Marvel really smug and smarmy. No, smarmy's not right. Smug. Smug and arrogant is what I got from Captain Marvel. Um, Again, I don't know if that's the, that's her character in the comic book. So maybe they got it right, but she didn't seem very likable to me. Anyway, that's my that's that, that was my take. I don't know why that movie made so much money, but it did. Toy Story 4 uh rounding out another sixth place, it got just made just over a bill, $1.07 $1. billion, not bad. Not bad for Pixar uh reestablishing them as the uh, top of the pops when it comes to making animated films. In my opinion, they are still the best. And man, that movie is Gorgeous. Though, uh, is anybody else out there sequeled out? I'm just sequeled out. I do love seeing stuff, but I'm, re- I'm ready for some new things. Aren't you ready for some new things? <laughs> I'm ready for franchises that I've never heard of before. Just something new. Um, Joker, obviously, I said was at 1.068 billion, which I, I said before. Uh, seventh place here. Aladdin, uh, again, the Aladdin remake, which I was okay with. Um I told a friend that the reason why that movie works is because the two leads in Aladdin actually have chemistry. Uh, I know Naomi Scott is uh, married or whatever, but they, they actually seem like when you see, when you see Naomi Scott and you see, I forget the dude's name who plays Aladdin, but... When you see those two in interviews together, you can see that they get along, and they really do have some real chemistry, and it really showed in the movie, and you can see that they actually do enjoy each other's company. So, I was like, okay, I totally believe that these two could fall in love. Um, And Will Smith was pretty good in that, too. Like, I, I think he did a good job filling in some very, very big shoes from the late Robin Williams, so... Uh, good on them. They actually turned in a pretty decent movie and directed by Guy Ritchie, which is surprising that he turned in a pretty decent Aladdin movie. I didn't know how he was going to deal with franchises. I mean, you watch Sherlock Holmes and it's very clearly a Guy Ritchie movie. But when you watch this Aladdin movie, it's not clearly clearly a Guy Ritchie movie. So, I mean, kudos to him for towing the line, I guess, but he did well. Um, And coming at number nine, which I think just happened this week, is the Star Wars, the latest Star Wars, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, turning in just over a billion. Um, And then at number 10, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, which only kicked in around 700, which is only $758 million, which isn't bad, but it's, you know, it's, it's only, it's okay. And then it just sort of drops precipitously from there. Um so yeah it was an interesting year for box office at the movies. Um it's interesting what people went and saw, I guess. I I guess I mean Avengers Endgame really was a massive payoff for the Marvel franchise. A 14 or 15 movie feature, you know, run, so it had to end somehow. Infinity War was a monster. So it was nice to see how did Infinity War go actually? Let's have a look. Let's see if we can find Infinity War. Are you gonna update here? Are we gonna update? Infinity War made just over just made over $2 billion. So the fact that Endgame made so much more money. Wow, that's a, it's a big payoff for those guys. And kudos to those guys for running that that marathon. We'll see what Marvel Phase 4 is gonna be like, but I don't know. Are we really all that interested in seeing more more Marvel stuff? I, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit tired, but maybe I'm just tired in my mind. I don't really feel like watching any more Marvel movies at this point. I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm just so very tired. Just like you are listening to this podcast. All right. Um, But look, I I had a few movies that I, uh, some great movies that I got to see last year. And if you haven't had to catch up with it, I would suggest catching up with these movies. Um, But yeah, Jojo Rabbit was a late entry, obviously last year that I got to see. Um that technically didn't come out until early Gen's, but you know, it was definitely before today was uh, one of my favorite movies of like this year, last year. Was it last year? Actually it came out on came out on Boxing Day. Okay, so technically it was last year. Um Jojo Rap was great. Um Scarjo is amazing in this movie, and I don't say that lightly. She really does a great job um with the character she's given and you know obviously it's it's handled I, I I think that the way that they dealt with the whole Holocaust scenario Holocaust scenario and balancing the humor and putting levity into situations that probably didn't need you know probably didn't seem like was the right place for it they kind of they he what actually handles it balances it really really well and it's it's a really beautiful movie so if you get a chance to see it please do um there are some darker themes in there obviously it deals with the Holocaust so. Please don't be shocked when you find out that people do. You know, things bad things happen. Like they will, and it is expected. Because obviously, Hitler is an imaginary friend of a Hitler youth in this movie. It's a funny premise, but it is a uh, it's a great great movie. Uh, Jumanji Next Level surprised me um, again, mostly because Aquafina. The movie though is pretty good. Um, it's just uh, it's just a roller coaster action ride of things, but it- <laughs> Everybody looks like they're having a good time. So I can appreciate uh, movies where everybody looks like they're having a good time. And not, likewise, with this next movie, I'm going to mention Knives Out, which is the movie that uh, Brian Johnson did right after The Last Jedi. After getting so much crap um, for The Rise of Skywalker, he finally makes a different movie, which is a sort of smaller film, which is definitely, I would say is more in his wheelhouse. He's definitely more of a uh, smaller movie action guy. And I think he does better with um, smaller movies just because he has more control over those things. Uh, I think he's a better director when he has more control over what gets to happen. I think Last Jedi, yeah, people can say that Last Jedi was Ryan's fault. Um, I think that he had a say. I think he had a very heavy say on what things were said, but I didn't think he had the final say. And I think he turned in a script that he thought that they would be happy with. I don't think he should get as much blame as everybody says he should. You got to remember like with these movies, you can blame Ryan Johnson for right having his name in the credits as directing and writing it the way that he did, but ultimately, ultimately it's Disney who says that movie can go out. And you can blame you can blame Ryan Johnson or you can blame Disney for putting out the film that you didn't like. Because they hired him, they got him to write it, they approved the script. You don't think these people are, like, saying it's cool for him to film what he's got to film? They were okay with it, you know? Have you? I mean, you look at the guys like Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller. Was it? Yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And they were doing uh, Han Solo. And these guys are seasoned, you know, filmmakers at this point. They've made some great movies, 21 and 22 Jump Street. They did Into the Spider-Verse. They did all the Lego movies. I mean, they did a couple of the Lego movies. And um, these guys know what they're doing. And they're very good at making movies that are entertaining as well as profitable. And the fact that Disney had to step in and basically fire them means they have very, they have very, uh, a very short leash on all their directors. So, if you think that Ryan Johnson just ran roughshod over Disney and just turned, didn't let Disney watch them, watch him do every single thing that he was doing. I got news for you. He was getting watched and he was getting told and how to shape the story and what he needed to shape the story into. Um, in fact, if he just happened to just turn in something that was very similar or on the same lines or the what they briefed the story to be in. So if they, if Disney, if Kathleen Kennedy said, we need to make sure that it's this, 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 I, he, we just would have wrote the script to spec and they would have approved it. So, you know, stop hassling Ryan Johnson about ruining star Wars for you because it's not him. It is Disney. I'm just putting the onus on Disney. He may have written it, but he, that script got approved. So don't blame Ryan Johnson. He just wrote what he was told to write or wrote what he felt like he was supposed to write. Going back to Knives Out though. Knives Out, uh, is, uh, Knives Out looks, is a movie, uh, is a detective, is like a detective movie, right? But, um, it's a Who Done It, basically, like the classic It. And it is a joy to watch. It's not that twisty in the sense that you would necessarily feel like you could guess what was, you could probably guess what some of the bits and pieces are going to happen, but I don't think you completely guess exactly what's going to happen. And it's not so twisty. Uh, yeah, it's not like a big twist. It's just, it's a sort of a moderate twist. But the film is so much fun to watch that you kind of like, yeah, I want to see what happens at the very end of this movie. Super fun. And everybody is acting their ass off. It is just, it is nice to see everybody looks like they're having fun. I mean, it's hammy. Daniel Craig, particularly, is hammy it up. But he's enjoying it. It looks like he's having the best, it looks like he's having the best time. I mean that's that's been a while since i've seen daniel craig having a great time i think even with james bond he's been kind of phony it in him for the last few but he looks like he's on all cylinders in this one and everybody else in the cast and anna anna joy uh anna say T- T- i forget her name the girl from uh blade Runner 2049 she's i mean she's cute but she's also like a great she's great and she's uh i, I love seeing her and stuff um but everybody in this movie is great everybody does very very well uh, like I said, Aladdin was another movie that I saw last year. Fantastic movie. I think you, everybody should see it at least. If Out of all the remakes from last year, I think Aladdin. Out of all the remakes recently, I think Aladdin has been my favorite. Um, it was always my favorite originally when I saw the original Aladdin. It was always more than The Lion King. Aladdin was my fave uh, and seconded by Beauty and the Beast. But I didn't really enjoy the Beauty and the Beast remake. Mostly because I don't really like find Emma Watson that attractive. So, I mean, she's an attractive Girl, I guess, objectively. I just don't personally find her that attractive. Um, Detective Pikachu surprised me. Surprised me. Whoa. That movie was good. Like, surprisingly good. Didn't have any reason to be so, but it just- I mean, the way that they rendered all the Pokemon, the way that they handled the story- It just hit all the right beats and at the right tone and it was just a really nicely crafted movie. So, well done to those guys. I hope they continue to make Pokemon slash anime slash video game movies like this. Do you consider Detective Pikachu a video game movie? If so, best video game movie ever made. Yesterday, the uh, latest from Danny Boyle uh, about The World Without the Beatles... Um, I got that as a Blu-ray, a late entry as a Blu-ray for Christmas. Um, And I got to say, really love that movie. Uh, I like Danny Boyle as a director. I think he is one of the most talented directors today. He can just film and he can just make any genre work. And you can tell that when he makes his movies, he enjoys making his movies. So, um, Yesterday is really, really nice i i mean not nice it's more than nice it's a beautiful film and uh, i got it has a lot of heart and i love movies with heart like that um and the lead is great and i love um the girl from baby drive um, baby baby driver yeah forget her name frig what's her name let me look up yesterday i am db but obviously it features the uh, the beatles as well which i love um you know, any movie that can reinject the Beatles into there is always good. Who is the cast? Himesh Patel was Jack, who is the main. And then Lily James. Yes. I love Lily James. She's, she's lovely. And obviously, and Ed Sheeran is in this too. And Ed Sheeran can act. I'm not saying this lightly. He can actually act. So I'm, it, it's good. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, Alita Battle Angel was, um, the latest from Robert Rodriguez. And it was a co-production between Robert Rodriguez and, uh, James Cameron. James Cameron had been sitting on the script for a really long time and then gave it over to Robert to direct. And my gosh, that movie was epic. Um, I do hope that they get to make a sequel. Um, I really would like to see them go past where they got to in the story because uh, it just it surprised me. Again, it was one of those movies that I had very low expectations for because it's an anime adaptation, but it just worked like they managed to get the tone right. The they managed to get Alita out of the Uncanny Valley and made her like a full fledged like character that was emoting and had personality. And even all the CG stuff was gorgeous. I, I really dug that movie. I really hope to see a sequel for that movie. Um, so let's hope I, I'm still I'm still seeing the the rumors to see if it's going ahead or not, but we'll see. I think I think James Cameron's focused on making Avatar two at the moment, so he's probably not thinking about that all that much. Uh, we've also got Avengers Endgame. Um, I liked it enough. It wasn't amazing, but I liked it enough. it, it was fine. It was a good conclusion. It's a very clever way to basically include all the uh, all the elements of previous movies into like it's basically a, a greatest hits movie, which was they did it in a very clever way. So I was very impressed. Uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is a, uh, I have mixed feelings about this movie. It's a mess of a movie. It is an absolute mess of a movie. Um, the whole, the whole sequel trilogy at this stage has been a massive mess. Um, I, I am not envious of anybody who, who had to take on these last three movies because I feel like there was too much pressure riding on it. I feel now they have a chance to actually do something else. That's not centered around the Skywalker saga. Um, I kind of want them to do that. I feel like we're all kind of waiting for them to do something different. Anything else? Just anything. Even if you set it in the prequel era. I would love something set in the prequel era. Would be awesome. Or even before then. Just, just set it somewhere else. And please, no more Death Stars. Or no more planet destroying things. Just none of that, please. Just something else. I'm actually happy if they have no Jedis in the next movie. Um... Again, Joker. I already talked about Joker. We don't need to talk about that. Joker was not bad. Shazam was a movie that came out last year that also surprised me. Um, It's dark in some places. It's a very mixed tone movie, but for the most part, it works. Um, It's a a movie with a lot of joy, but also with a lot of dark. I don't know how to... I don't know how to... It's not a movie for kids, which surprised me. But I I did enjoy it as a superhero movie. Um, Way, like, marks and marks better, like... What marks and marks, um, way way better than Captain Marvel in my opinion. Just a much more interesting movie, and the character is much more for a debut film on a character that not many people know about. Super way more interesting. Funny though, like originally Shazam was called Captain Marvel when in the DC Comics, but I think there was a, a a big like legal thing, and they had to change it to Shazam because Marvel wanted Captain Marvel. Anyway, the point aside. Um, now, I don't know if this counts as a uh, movie from 2019, but I did just watch Shin Godzilla, which is the uh, the the Japanese Godzilla remake. Um, I liked it. Um, it's real goofy, but I liked it. And it's directed by the uh, the director of Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, Hideo Ana... Ak- I'm going to flub his name. Heidiakou. Heidi- Heidi- uh, Neon. No, let's look this up. Let's look at Shin Godzilla. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, 20. Sorry, it's from 2016. It's an old movie, but I, I only just recently saw it. And t- t- who's the director? Yeah, come on. Full cast, full casting crew. What did they say? Oh, yeah. Hideako Arno, who's the director of Neon Ge- Ge- Genesis. Um, yeah, he, it's one of his, uh, it's one of his few features. He hasn't done that many features, but this is one of his few. I liked it. A um, little bit goofy, but I don't know if the, the effects definitely aren't on par with uh, the US versions of Godzilla, but it has its own charm. And because it's Japanese, I think it's also got its own charm as well. The fact that it's actually set in Tokyo, uh, super interesting. If you want to get on and see that movie. Anyway, um, that's enough ranting for me about the movies at the moment. I know you, you there, there's a couple more things on the horizon this year. I'm going to try to get more into this. I'm trying to figure out exactly, again, what I'm doing with this podcast. But I think I'm going to stick with mostly entertainment and pop culture news for for the moment. And occasionally just update you on anything interesting that does come up. Um, And for everybody else who's just sort of uh, out there in the world. um, Yeah, it's been an interesting time in Australia at the moment, obviously, with the bushfires going on and everybody out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's the first time actually, I think the the bushfires have actually got into international news. I mean, we do get a little bit of coverage, but not like this. I mean, it's, it's amazing actually seeing how far wide and how far spread the news of our bushfires has gotten. So appreciate everybody who's been supporting our country, um, you know, in, in the situation. And, uh, look, it's, it is today. We got a little bit of rain. Thank God. Um, and it has put out like a, a fair few fires, which is great. It's still a lot of fires still going on, but, you know, we're getting a little bit, I mean, there's a few, I'm sure that at least uh, firemen are, are glad they're getting a little bit of reprieve for the meantime, uh, because they have been fighting fires for at least three months now, and it is insane. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. And um, look, if there's anything you want me to talk about, or you want me to do research on or something... Um, let me know. I'm, I'm thinking I might do a little bit more research into some topics that I'm interested in. Um, and maybe give a podcast about those things. I might try and bring some more people on. I think Aaron has just has, uh, what Aaron from my last episode, uh, has expressed interest. But if there's anybody else out there who would like to get on the podcast, let me know and we'll see if we can get you on. In the meantime, though, have a great week and I'll see you next time.